We hope that you've been joining us for our legal live events on Facebook. A reminder that we are going live on our Facebook page on the first and third Thursdays of each month at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to discuss that week's podcast. So, after you listen to this podcast and have questions or comments, please send them to legallive at virginiarealtors.org before this Thursday, March 7th. We'll put that email address in the show notes for you. We'll discuss the topic and answer your questions live. During the Legal Live, you can also post questions in the comment section of the video feed, and we'll answer them. If you have questions after the Legal Live event on Thursday, or about a different topic, please send those through our legal hotline. You can find this on the Virginia Realtors website under the Four Members Legal section. Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, Kate. Hey, John. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. It's February 12th. That's right. Which means that my mom's birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Love you. And that Valentine's Day is a mere two days away. (sighs) Pressure's on. Lots of pressure. Do you have plans with your beloved? I do. I am not at liberty to disclose those plans because... I know my wife is a loyal listener to this podcast, and well, I don't. Long-time listener, first-time long, caller. We have a we have a phone. <laughs> no one told me we have a phone. <laughs> no, and I don't want to give away any secrets that I may or may not have. No one to overpromise. Not you don't want to overpromise. Right, underpromise, overdeliver. That's my motto. Underpromise and just plain deliver. <laughs> that's 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 more more accurate, probably. Just so. show up. Exactly. Well, dear listeners. We hope that you have the Valentine's Day that that you want, whether it's a romantic dinner out or quiet night in, and celebrate love. Love, amour, in any language. But the language we like to talk about today, ah, <laughs> love, love language, is the love the home buyers feel for a house. It can be pretty emotional. It can be. Home buying is a roller coaster in this competitive market. And buyers try to set themselves apart from everyone else who's interested in the house. And sometimes, to do that, they write a little love note. Ah. Mm. Ah. Mm. The buyer's love letter to the house. I'm thankful that I never had to do that. Yeah, I haven't had to do that either. It seems a lot of stress. Um, so perhaps it's a letter describing why you love the house? How you plan to live out the rest of your days with your growing family? Right. And maybe include an Instagram-worthy photo of your family. Sounds great, right? Yeah, it could be, if it helps you get the house. Sure. I do imagine that if you're writing your second or third or fourth or fifth love letter to a house, you kind of start to run out of that fresh material. Like, how much, how many houses can you love? That's the eternal question, really. Maybe you have a box of love letters to all the houses you've loved before. Or maybe not. Right? Too far. Yeah, a little too far. Too far. Well, that could get awkward, much like this podcast is starting to get. (laughs) But there are some important things for both buyers and sellers, and for you as their agent, to consider when making offers and reviewing those letters. And what are we talking about, John? Fair housing, of course. The most romantic thing of all. I think it's pretty romantic not to be in trouble with the fair housing laws. Not discriminating is the most romantic thing you can do. 
You said it best. I've always said that. (laughs) For the past 10 seconds, I've always said that. Uh, This is a great issue, though, of how fair housing issues can really sneak into housing matters when you really aren't even thinking of them. And that's why it's so important to be aware and exercise constant vigilance. That's right. So as a quick refresher, the Fair Housing Act made housing discrimination illegal. Under federal law, Virginia law, and as realtors, the Code of Ethics, there are certain protected classes of individuals against whom you cannot discriminate. The protected classes are race, color, national origin, sex, disability, familial status, religion, elderliness, sexual orientation, and gender identity. The Fair Housing Act also prohibits policies that have a disparate impact on protected classes. So that means that policies that are on their face non-discriminatory, but disproportionately and negatively affect protected class. And as realtors, the Code of Ethics also prohibits members from engaging in discriminatory behavior. Article 10 states, Realtors shall not be parties to any plan or agreement to discriminate against a person or persons on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. So let's walk through why this otherwise innocuous love letter could create fair housing issues. So these love letters typically describe highly personal familial situations and include photos. So suddenly, instead of just being a name on a contract, buyers have given additional personal information that can potentially reveal whether they are part of one or more protected classes. And while a seller may make a determination based solely on the fact that one offer was higher than the other, what if the letter becomes a factor? I mean, I know that that's the purpose of the letter in the first place, right? right? You're hoping that it is a factor that helps distinguish your offer from the others. So, for example, what happens if the owner knows that the neighborhood is mainly families and then decides not to take an offer from an elderly couple because they might not enjoy the street? There we have discrimination based on a protected class in Virginia, and that's a problem. That's right. And additionally, the mere existence of a letter may invite speculation that there was discrimination. Buyers do not know why a seller is accepting or rejecting an offer. If the buyer reveals in a letter or photo that he or she is part of a protected class and makes a full price offer, but later learns the house sold for less than his or her offer, he or she might believe there was discrimination by the seller, and the seller, or even you as the listing agent, could be open to liability by participating in a discriminatory sale. And that's not even to say that the sale was discriminatory, just that the buyer may interpret it as being discriminatory. That's right. Ultimately, there are ways that these letters can provide additional information to sellers to help them understand why an offer is below asking or how much a house would mean to a buyer. That information can help to distinguish your offer and create a personal connection that certainly could help the seller select a particular offer. We should clarify, the letters themselves definitely are not inherently bad. And they can be very useful, especially when you're describing features of the house that you particularly like or enjoy like a spa-like bathroom or an open concept floor plan. The owner may appreciate hearing about how you like his or her design choices that were carefully curated throughout their ownership of the house. I certainly would love those compliments on my home if I I were putting it on the market. We're all suckers for compliments. Tell me how good of a job I did. Right. Lie to me. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me lies. Um. But there can be significant risk that the seller assumes when reviewing these letters because of the risk of even unwittingly discriminating based on protected classes. So let's find out more as we... Take it to the legal hotline. 
That's the good stuff. Kate, can my seller refuse to review the letters that potential buyers submit with their offers? Yes, of course. But you want to make sure that you either get the seller's authorization in writing not to present those letters as part of the offers, or that you still pass the letters on to the seller and the seller just decides not to read them. Remember, you have an obligation to present the offers under the law of Virginia and the Code of Ethics unless your client has waived that obligation in writing. John. Yes. A buyer wrote a letter to the seller promising to keep the house as is. The seller received some better offers but went with this letter because the seller just loved his house. After closing, the buyer, who's now the owner, tore the house down. Yikes. My seller is so upset. Can he do anything? Nope, 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 nope. That letter was not anything that the parties contracted for. And although the buyer made a promise in the offer letter, it was not part of the contract. Ultimately, it's now his house, and he can do with it whatever he wants. Your seller is out of luck. But this does highlight an important consideration and education point for your sellers. These level letters are not enforceable. So before going with a lower offer because you like what the buyer wrote, make sure that the seller knows that the words may just be part of an illusion that buyers want to create in order to secure the house. Kate, one more question. Sure. My buyer is a disabled mom to young children. She referenced this in an offer letter and included a family photo with her offer. She did not get the house and has now found out that the house sold for far less than her offer. Did the owner discriminate against her? I think there are a number of unknown factors here. Were there other terms making the other offer more attractive? A lot of factors besides price can affect a seller's decision, right? We talk about this, you know, there's the financing, whether you're doing cash versus a conventional loan versus an FHA or VA loan, home inspection contingencies, home sale contingencies, flexibility on closing dates, whether they're open to a rent back period or not. That's to say it's really difficult to tell without knowing the complete picture. If your client does feel like she was discriminated against, you absolutely should refer your client to an attorney who can discuss her options with her. It's important to take her consideration seriously and also not to provide her with any type of legal advice. She needs an attorney who can assist her with her complaint and you as her agent are not her attorney. That's right. So how can you limit your risk? Or with the basis of this podcast, how can you avoid heartbreak? Ooh. You like that? I do. I just came up with that. Uh, first of all, you need to set expectations with your sellers early on and explain fair housing laws and the prohibition on discrimination to your clients and to customers. As an agent, when you experience a problem with a seller who seems to be discriminating, make sure you escalate the issue to your broker. And brokers, make sure your agents are trained in fair housing laws. We happen to have some good resources. classes, good resources available to help you out with that. For buyers, agents, make sure your clients understand the benefits and risks of a so-called love letter and that they know that to rely on the financial and contractual aspects of their offer rather than the letter alone. And finally, for listing agents, make sure your clients make their determination on the objective terms and conditions made in the actual offer to purchase, not on the subjective words contained in the love letters. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. 
make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks, and happy Valentine's Day. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information on this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. We apologize to anyone who is triggered by that disclaimer. Happy Valentine's Day. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. This is Caveat Realtor, <clears throat> episode to all the houses I've loved before. Episode 86, January 16, 2019, with Kate Orzalon and John Haley.